Hello, and welcome to the EV Prince series podcast. My name is Victoria Wright, inspirational writer and author of the EV Prince series, a trilogy of books that tells the story of a 40 something woman named Evie Prince who experiences a life altering spiritual awakening. Evie's awakening causes her to question her life and seek answers. As a result, she finds herself in a place that she never thought she would be, single, unemployed, and completely unsure of what to do next. This will not be your usual podcast. In each episode, I will read a chapter, then highlight key reminders that were included to help you, as they have helped me, on your journey of discovery and remembering what you know to be true, but have chosen to forget. To learn more about me in the series, please visit www.healingwords.online. Welcome back to Listen Within, a novel of discovery and finding true self. Written and narrated by Victoria Wright. Copyright 2021 by Victoria Wright. Today's episode is Chapter 6, Unchartered Waters. My paint session had left me feeling so free that I took the opportunity to respond back to Tatum. Tatum, thank you for the information and the suggested sale price. I am extremely interested in moving forward and would love to work with you. Attached, please find a picture of my latest work. It is titled Frantic to Freedom. If you have time this week, I would love to meet for coffee so we can discuss this arrangement further. Thank you for your belief in me, Evie. I read the note two times and hit send. And away we go. I went back to the former junk room and thought about how I was going to get the paint off the walls. Then I heard, This is your studio. I nodded. Yes, I said out loud. This was my art studio. Whoa, saying that gave me chills throughout my body. After a shower and food, I turned on some music, as there was nothing that I wanted to watch on TV, and started walking through my house. If I'm to be a full-time artist, do I need such a big house? What do I need to make myself happy? Two bedrooms, two bathrooms, a small yard, a kitchen, and a living room. It would be nice to have a small shed that maybe I could turn into a larger studio, but that would come later. That was a significant downsizing than what I had now. It seemed like my whole life had been working towards getting more stuff, bigger stuff, nicer stuff. Now that I had this time, being at home, jobless, living through a pandemic, I realized that it was just stuff, and it didn't seem as important. I started to laugh as I realized I actually had the exact space on the vineyard. If only I could get there. One day soon, I hoped. The next day, I decided to go down to the local art store to splurge on some new supplies. I planned to get canvases, paint, and a few new brushes. I found myself excited for this excursion, so I ate, got dressed, threw a clean mask in my bag, and then headed out to the art supply store. When I got there, it was pretty quiet, 
and I basically had the store to myself. As I walked around, a young, heavily tattooed woman walked up to me named Shiloh. Do you need help finding anything? She asked. Hi, Shiloh, I greeted her, and she looked at me with a shocked expression, seeming to be surprised that I knew her name. I pointed to her name tag, and she blushed. She recovered and asked again. How can I help you? I am looking for some canvases, brushes, and oil paint. She brought me to each section, and we started talking shop. So, what medium do you work in? I probed. I could tell that she was an artist, too, by her wording. I work in all mediums, but right now, I'm really feeling watercolors. They are so beautiful and can be so soft, but are truly the hardest thing I've ever worked in. Shiloh, can I ask you how you got over the fear that people will not like your paintings or that they won't sell? Since we were really the only two in the store, I felt comfortable asking her some more personal questions. Hmm. Yes, that is a hard one. What I do is remind myself that I'm painting for me, and if people don't like what I'm painting, it is their issue, not mine. If worse comes to worse, I keep my paintings and just enjoy them myself. I believe there will always be someone who appreciates what you do. It may not be a lot of people. It may not be while you're alive. Or you may never know who it is. But there is at least one person. So just do what you love and know that there is someone out there who likes what you're doing. I smiled. That was pretty sound advice from someone so young. She helped me carry all my items to the checkout and rang me up. That'll be $235.18, she said with a slight cringe. I laughed. <laughs> well, I better sell my paintings. Thanks for the help and guidance. She smiled and gave me a wave goodbye. As I put my things in the trunk, I heard, Evie, is that you? I looked over and saw Hendrick in his car. Wow, I had forgotten how handsome he was. Seemed like all I did was text or talk to him over the phone. It felt like ages since I had last seen him. I gave a coy smile. What are you doing here? I love the coffee shop over there. Here to get my morning brew. And what are you doing? Picking up some art supplies, I responded proudly. Good to hear. Can I buy you a cup of coffee? He offered. Sure. I thought to myself how nice it would be to have some human interaction, and the fact that it was with Hendrick was a plus. He smiled. Meet you over there. I put the rest of the stuff in my car, then walked over to the coffee shop. When we walked in, I ordered a decaf, and he asked for green tea. He looked at me. Decaf? Yes, I realize at the beginning of this journey that too much caffeine is not my friend. We grabbed our drinks and then moved to sit outside. So, are you painting more? He started the conversation. I blushed. I actually finished another painting last night. He grinned. So, can I officially say that I have a friend who's an artist? <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that far, 
I scoffed with a laugh. Why not? I simply shrugged. Evie, declare it, believe it, and it will be, he coached. If you don't believe it, then who else is going to? Hendrick raised a good point. I thought about it, then said, I hear you. Then I smiled. Yes, you can say you have a friend who is an artist. He nodded, still smiling, then went into professional, his tone changing. So, I confirmed your interview for Friday. When I get back home, I'll send you the details. He had caught me in mid-drink, and I almost choked on my coffee. Evie, you okay? <coughs> yes, I sputtered between coughs. That was weird, I thought to myself. My face turned beet red after I realized that I had coughed all over Hendrick. Not the impression I wanted to leave him with. We talked a little longer, then said our goodbyes, giving each other a hug. I had to admit that it was a wonderful hug, big and warm. I used to take hugs for granted. Seemed like they were no different than a handshake. We would do it as a greeting and as a goodbye. But now, they seemed to mean so much more. I didn't know if it was the time we were in, the people I hugged, or how I looked at life now. No matter what it was, that was a damn good hug. When I got home, I put everything in my studio, then checked my mail. Both Tatum and Hendrick had sent me something. I opened Tatum's email first. Evie, I'm so happy to hear that we will be working together. I genuinely believe you are exceptionally talented and that your art will sell. I would love to meet for coffee to sign the agreement and talk about next steps. Also, your newest piece is to die for. The frustration and anxiety just leaps off the canvas. I am sure that I can also find a buyer for that piece as well. Let's shoot for Friday around 2 o'clock to meet. There's this great little coffee shop at the Blue Hills shopping area. You may know it. It is next to the art supply store. Let me know if that time works for you. And please, bring both paintings so I can see them in person. Thank you, and have a great day. Funny, I guess there was something about that coffee shop. Hendrick's email provided the video call information for Friday's interview, the HR representative's information, and an overview of the company. I opened the attachment that had the company overview. Road marketing? I said out loud. Holy shit! I hadn't known that I was interviewing with them. It was a highly reputable firm that worked all over the world. The position was for a new environmental division, leading a team of 25 people from across the globe. Wow, I thought to myself. This is an amazing opportunity. Just then, I felt tremendous anxiety. If I got this job, I was sure I wouldn't have time to paint, but I couldn't give it up now that I had rediscovered it. I loved it too much. My mind started to go into a tailspin, back and forth, pros and cons. I knew I needed to slow my mind down, but I just couldn't seem able to. I grabbed my phone and called Riva. The phone rang and rang, and my anxiety grew at the thought of not being able to speak to her. My breathing started to become quicker and shorter. 
Finally, she picked up. Reva! I almost yelled. I need your help. What is it? What's wrong? In my calmest voice, I tried to tell her what was going on. Needless to say, it was not calm, and at this point, I was fighting back tears. Then I heard loud and clear, Evie, shut up and breathe. Breathe. Keep on breathing. Big, deep inhales and full exhales. Breathe. Breathe. Finally, I started to calm myself. I wiped at my face and closed my eyes. Reva, I'm so sorry. I told her, then started to cry again. For what? She snapped. Sorry that you had to see that full-on freak out. I'm usually never like this, but my emotions have been on a real roller coaster lately. Please, Evie, she scoffed. Remember, we went to college together. I have seen you in worse places than this. Remember that time when you were drunk and needed to sing from the mountaintops in your underwear because you were in love with your English lit professor? I laughed. <laughs> I had been such a hopeless romantic back then. Reva had done everything she could to talk me out of that situation, but it hadn't worked. Next thing I knew, she had been pulling me out of a tree because that had been the closest thing we had to a mountain. As she continued the story, I told her, Shut up! and started laughing hysterically. Reva always knew how to handle me. Now that you're back, want to tell me what is really going on? She invited. I proceeded to tell her more clearly that I didn't know what to do. I had this great opportunity with the marketing firm, and I also had my love of painting. I was afraid that I couldn't do both. But I didn't know if I even wanted to do both. Finally, I blurted out, I'm scared. Why wouldn't you be? She noted. You are in uncharted waters. But guess what? You don't know what the future holds, so why worry about it? Worrying about tomorrow takes away today's peace. Stay in the present and enjoy the ride. Enjoy the fact that you are interviewing with an amazing company for an equally amazing job. You can also enjoy that you're an artist doing what you love and will finally be selling your paintings. Be in the here and now. When you try to figure out the future, that is when anxiety sets in. All you control is how you act now. Focus on clarity when you need to make your decisions. You may find out after your interview that the job just isn't for you. Or maybe that you could still paint and have the job. You don't know until you know. Okay, okay, I hear you, I said. Evie, leave me and go meditate. Ask for guidance and it will be given. Call me later so I know that you're all right. Okay, will do. Thank you, Reva. Anytime, kiddo. Love ya. She stated, then hung up. I put the phone down and closed my eyes. I took some deep breaths to calm my mind. A few minutes later, I said, Higher self, I need guidance. I don't know what to do. Please help. I then heard, Trust your heart. 
you will feel what is right. Trust it and allow it to happen. When Friday arrived, I woke up early and lay in bed, giving my appreciation to my higher self to guide me in the right decision. Then I made a really good breakfast, an omelet with spinach, tomato, and feta, wheat toast, water, and a big cup of decaf coffee. And I stayed away from all social media to keep my head clear and to be in the moment. After breakfast, I showered, did some stretching, and looked in my closet for my interview outfit. Well, at least a top part. Today, I felt bright, yet sophisticated, so I picked a floral, silk bow blouse with simple gold hoop earrings. I wore my hair tied back with clean, simple makeup. I checked myself in the mirror at least ten times before I logged into my computer. Then I checked my makeup one last time before I joined the call. I was the first one on the call, so I kept myself calm by mindfully breathing. Nothing too deep, just in case the HR person came on and I was in mid-inhale or exhale. At 11 on the dot, Rhodes' HR representative opened the call. Good morning, Miss Prince. My name is Simon Bragg. Nice to meet you, he greeted. Simon Bragg was a middle-aged, well-dressed man with piercing blue-green eyes. He seemed generally uninterested, but was putting on a smile to be polite. Good morning, I replied, and please call me Evie. Wonderful. Well, we were extremely interested to see your resume come across our desk for this senior executive marketing sales position for our new environmental group. You have a lot of experience that we are looking for. I believe Hendrick provided you with an overview of the position? Yes, he did. Thank you. Great. We are looking for someone who can create this team from the ground up. We have a handful of inside candidates that we feel would be great for this group, but we would leave it to the right candidate to do all of the hiring for the team. That would include the international roles as well. This is really a blue sky type of position. So the right candidate will be required to do approximately 30 to 40% travel to meet with potential candidates, and then once hired, provide onboarding for the roles and ongoing management. Does this sound like something that you would be qualified to do? He questioned. Yes, I do feel that I am qualified to hire the right team. I have done this type of larger-scale hiring in my past roles, and I feel confident that I would hire the right highly skilled people to fill the necessary positions. Excellent. Since this is a new division, the right candidate will be required to be a jack-of-all-trades, budgeting, working with vendors across all disciplines, producing marketing materials, and of course, meeting sales goals. I know this is a diversified role. Do you feel that you would be up for the challenge? I smiled and somewhat laughed. (laughs) Mr. Bragg, this definitely is a diversified role, and I'm happy to say that over my tenure at other firms, I have excelled in all of these roles separately and collectively. And yes, I believe I'm up for the challenge. Perfect. Do you have any questions for me? He inquired. Yes, I do. I understand that I will be responsible for the creation, support, and management of this team. But will there be any support from other internal road marketing teams, or will we be considered somewhat of a separate entity? For the time being, you could consider your team a separate entity. And, based upon the team's success, It would determine how the rest of the road organization will support. Does that answer your question? 
Yes, perfectly. Wonderful. Well, if you have no further questions, thank you for your time, and we will be in touch via Hendrick regarding any next steps. Mr. Bragg, let me just say that I appreciate the opportunity and your consideration. Thank you and have a great day. We both smiled at each other, then signed off. Well, that was as pleasant as a kick in the butt. I hope Mr. Bragg was not representing the rest of the organization. I turned off my computer, then changed my clothes, putting on some comfortable jeans and a simple but colorful sweater. I then made myself some lunch and decompressed on the couch. That conversation had really taken a lot out of me. It had made me feel like I was an actor playing my former self. The discussion had felt so... impersonal. Like he didn't really care who I was. That he was just checking a box and moving on to the next person. I gave Hendrick a ring. So, how did it go? Good, I think. What do you mean, you think? (laughs) Were you qualified? He asked with a smile in his voice. Yes, of course I was qualified. But there was just something that didn't sit well with me. I can't put my finger on it. All right. Well, now we wait. As I mentioned, they want to have this process closed out by next Friday so I would assume that I would hear from them no later than Tuesday or Wednesday regarding next steps, he explained. Yep, that sounds good. I'm focused on living in the present, so what happens will happen. Huh? Who are you? Who took my Evie? Hendrick jested. Very funny. I actually had a panic attack earlier this week, and I don't ever want to go through that again. A good friend of mine reminded me that if I want to remove anxiety, that I should live in the present. I cannot predict the future. All I can do is focus on what I want and be. Wow, this is a whole new Evie. I like E. Not that I didn't like the old Evie, but you seem to have a new confidence about you. Like you know everything will work out. I shrugged, though he couldn't see it. Well, I've had some fantastic teachers, present company included, and I finally understand that I do have control. I can create my own life. Good on you, Evie. I am so happy and proud of you. I know whatever happens, you will make the right decision for who you truly are, he told me. Thank you, Hendrick. I gotta run to another appointment. Cool. I will call you next week. Hanging up the phone, I grabbed my paintings, my bag, and a mask, and then I headed to the car. As I walked down the stairs, Sue, my neighbor, was on her front porch. Beautiful paintings, she commented. I smiled. Thank you. I arrived at the coffee shop a few minutes early, so I grabbed a table and waited. The day had warmed up nicely, so I enjoyed the sun. I had just closed my eyes to truly feel the moment when I heard, Evie? I opened my eyes to see a tall, slender woman looking at me. Her black hair was cut in a short pixie, and she had a welcoming smile. I stood up. Tatum, so nice to meet you. Tatum offered to grab us some coffee, then returned within a few minutes. For a moment, she just looked at me. It made me feel a little awkward, but I went with it. Finally, she said, 
Colby said you had a wonderful energy. I paused and said, Thank you. She smiled and went into business mode. So, before we get to the business side of things, tell me about you. I started to give her the rundown of my last job, etc., etc., when she stopped me mid-sentence. No, I want to learn about you. Who are you? She probed. Oh, I said a little taken aback. I had never been asked that type of question. I tried to answer, but didn't know how and fumbled with my words. Okay, let's try this again, she said. I will tell you about me, and then we can go from there. I am an entrepreneur who works with beautiful things and interesting people. I have a husband, two kids, and two dogs. I love the ocean, meditating, having interesting conversations, and I believe that we can create amazing things if we choose to. I thought to myself, shit, how am I going to follow that? Then I replied, I am a single 41-year-old woman who's on a journey of discovery. Wonderful to meet you, she smiled. But I noticed that you did not say that you were an artist. Why is that? Um, I don't know. Do you believe that you're an artist, a painter? She inquired. Yes, I believe so. Then why don't you say it? Speak your truth. I blushed a bit, then took a deep breath and said, I am an artist who is on a journey of discovery. There we go. Very nice to meet you, Evie. We proceeded to have a fascinating conversation about life, how we had both gotten to where we were now, and how she conducted her business. Everything she said to me resonated. She listened intently to what I had to say and was completely in the moment with me. I loved how she was so transparent, honest, and genuinely wanted to create and share beautiful things. She believed it was her gift to help people communicate their truth, and art was one of the most beautiful ways of doing it. After an hour of talking and laughing, we started to talk business. I showed her my work, and she pulled up her sleeve to show me the goosebumps on her arm. She suggested that we price the first painting at $3,000 and the second at $2,500. Evie, these paintings are absolutely amazing. I have two buyers in mind that I would like to contact immediately. I will stand firm with these prices, as sometimes these buyers like to haggle. If, for whatever reason, I feel that they will really walk due to the price, I will contact you and we can discuss further. Does that work for you? Yes, that sounds fine to me. I signed the agreement, and instead of shaking hands, she stood up and gave me a hug. It was one of those wonderful hugs, long and warm. Thank you, Evie, for trusting me to represent you and your work. I am honored to know you and to work with you, she said. On the drive home, I gave Colby a call. Well, I did it, I told her. Did what? I am officially a represented artist. I am working with Tatum. That is absolutely amazing. I am so happy for you. How do you feel? I feel fantastic. And the whole process just felt right, I answered. She is an awesome person. I felt like I've known her my entire life. She really gets to the heart of the matter, but in a loving way.
Evie, I can feel that things are really starting to open up for you. Ride it. Think of yourself as a leaf in a stream. The leaf does not go upstream. It just goes where the water takes it. If there is a rock, the leaf just glides around it. Life can be that easy if you just let it go and follow your heart. How is it that you always know what to say to me? I probably should tell you that I also had an interview with Road Marketing for a senior executive sales position this morning. What? Road Marketing? How did you get that interview? She wondered. My headhunter friend made it happen. And? And, I mock-teased, I wasn't feeling it. I met with the HR representative. It was so impersonal. This is a build-from-the-ground-up kind of position. It pays, but I would be spending every waking minute working. If they want to move forward, I will meet with the hiring manager next week. They are looking to have everything tied up by next Friday. Hmm. Not up for the challenge? She joked. I paused to think. No, more like, I don't want this challenge. I want to create beauty. You already do. Yes, but I want to create beauty as my job. I heard Colby clapping. Congratulations, Evie. For what? For making a decision. Now, are you going to take the leap of faith? I don't think I have another option. I finally know what makes me happy. And I definitely know what does not make me happy. I choose happy. Then keep that feeling close to your heart always and make all of your decisions with that as the purpose. Some may not understand, but it doesn't matter. You know what you're doing, Colby advised. Her words were like a big hug. Thank you. I will. Reminder. Worrying about tomorrow takes away today's peace. Stay in the present and enjoy the ride.